Let's cut through the mainstream financial advice out there. This is your quick financial tip from your rich uncle. Hey, what's up, guys? We are going to be going over some of the highlights in the Berkshire Hathaway 2021 annual meeting. And I'm going to be interjecting some of my comments and how I think it impacts our investing. Now, one of the big things we're going to be talking about today is inflation. And here, Mr. Buffett is going to be asked the question directly, where is inflation? I did this to save you the time so you don't have to go to the four-hour long video because it's boring. But here's some of the important stuff. I will ask this question from Chris Freed from Philadelphia and whoever wants to take this on stage. From raw material purchases by Berkshire subsidiaries, are you seeing signs of inflation beginning to increase? Well, yeah. We're seeing very substantial inflation. It's very interesting. I mean, it, it, we're raising prices. People are raising prices to us. Uh, and it's being accepted. I mean, it's not... Uh, if we get... Well, you know, take home building. I mean, uh, you know, the cost of... We've got nine home builders and, uh, in addition to our manufactured housing thing and then uh, operation, which is the largest in the country. So we really do a lot of housing. <laughs> the costs are just up, up, up. So if you've been living under Iraq lately, you probably haven't realized that lumber and other commodities have gone up a heck of a lot, more than double, some more than triple. We're trying to build a 200-unit multifamily in Huntsville, Alabama that we started almost a year ago. And we bought all the lumber at this point and bought it at the right time. For a while there, we were debating, should we wait this out? Because what happened right after March, a lot of these commodity prices shot up. It just the toilet paper, everybody made a run for commodities. And then during the pandemic, a lot of people started to rehab their houses because they're at home all the time and they were bored out of their minds and looking for stuff to do. And construction became a essential activity. So it kept on going amongst other things like restaurants or sporting events or the other tourism industries so construction continued on but nevertheless whatever will cause it doesn't really matter it is what it is lumber and all these other commodities are very much more expensive steel costs uh you know just every day uh they're they're going up and there there hasn't yet been because the wage the wage stuff follows i mean if the the UAW writes a three-year contract. We got a three-year contract. But if you're buying steel at General Motors uh, or someplace, you're paying more every day. Uh, so uh, it's it's an economy really. Uh, it's red hot. I mean, and we weren't expecting it. I mean, all our companies when they th they thought when when they were allowed to go back to work, you know, at at uh, uh, our various operations. They were, we closed the furniture stores. I mentioned, you know, they were closed for six weeks or so on average. And they didn't know what was going to happen when they when they opened. And, you know, they Warren Barnes, oh, Clayton Homes, which is a big home builder, one of the biggest ones. So he feels the lumber issue, just like myself. So he's very attuned to this type of stuff. They can't stop people from buying things. And we can't deliver them. And they say, well, that's okay. because Nobody else can deliver them either. And we'll wait for three months or something. But the backlog grows. And then we thought it would end when the $600 payments ended. And I think, you know, around August of last year, it just kept going. And it, it keeps going and it keeps going and it keeps going. And I get the figures 
every week I call, or Bumpkin calls me, and we go over day by day what happened at three different stores in Chicago and Kansas City and Dallas, and, and it just won't stop. Uh, people have money in their pocket, and and they pay the higher prices, and and when carpet prices go up in a month or two, you know, we announced a price increase for April. For our costs are going up. Supply chains all screwed up, you know, for all kinds of people. But it's a buy. It's almost a buying frenzy, except certain areas you can't buy yet. You, you know, you really can't buy international air travel, and there's uh, so the money is being diverted from a little, from a piece of the economy into the rest, and everybody's got more cash in there. So I summarize there, right? Like people, there's a stimulus money, and I've said this many times that unfortunately. A lot of white collar workers, folks that are able to work remotely, who didn't lose their job, are doing really well now. They're bummed that they have to get some Grubhub and they can't buy their nice vacations and they can't go to their sporting events, which sucks. There's a lot of people in this country that are hurting a whole lot, that lost their jobs, that were in industries such as travel, hospitality, service sector, that were greatly impacted by the pandemic. Myself, knock on wood, we're still able to work and people still need a place to live, especially in the workforce housing sector that we cater to. But yeah, like if for the most part, you know, if you're just zeroing in on those kind of more fortunate, there's a lot of money to blow and they don't really have price sensitivity to buying appliances or fixing up their houses. And this is why what's happening is happening. And the fact that they've been cooped up in their house, they put a more emphasis on their housing conditions. Therefore, you know, they're willing to spend more on things that make them feel warm and, and cozy at home when they can't go out as much. It is not a price sensitive economy right now in the least. And uh, I don't know exactly how when it shows up in different price indices, but there's there's more inflation going on than quite a bit more inflation going on than people would have anticipated just six months ago or thereabouts. Yeah, and there's one very intelligent man who thinks it's dangerous, and that's just the start. Greg, okay. you probably are in a good position. To come. Yeah, well, when I think so this this dude is the guy who's supposed to take over uh, Charlie and Warren. They're pretty old gentlemen at this stage of the game. And Berkshire Hathaway is, a lot of people invest in this company. They're a big, big holder of many large companies. I, think, I don't know what the price is. I remember I bought it one time, or I bought a portion of it. I bought the cheapo version, the Berkshire E, where the A was like a price of a house. But uh, this this guy is supposed to um, be their new CEO. You touched on it. I mean, when we look at steel prices, timber prices, any petroleum input, you know, fundamentally there's pressure on those uh, raw materials. I do think something you've touched on, Warren, and it, it, it goes really back to the raw materials. There's a scarcity of product right now of certain raw materials. It's impacting price and the ability to deliver the end product. But, you know, that scarcity factor is, is also real out there right now as, as our businesses address that challenge. And it may be the some of that's contributed or uh, arisen from the uh, storm we previously discussed in Texas. When you take down that many petrochemical plants in one state that the rest of the country is very dependent upon it, we're seeing it flow through both on price but overall in scarcity of product, which obviously go together. But uh, there, there's, there's challenges, that's for sure. 
So there you have it guys, a little commentary on inflation. Uh, basically, how do you play this? And there's a lot of people out there that are the doom and gloom saying that the world is going to end and they've been predicting the last seven out of the last two recessions over the last several decades. That is not what you want to be doing, especially if your net worth is under a million dollars. So take it from Rich Dad here. If you have money not working for you, not in the game that's going to go up when inflation happens, you're playing the game to lose. You need to be buying stuff such as real estate, which is a hard asset that goes up with the pace of inflation. And this is the way countries manipulate things, right? Countries go into debt. Most people will say that's really irresponsible, but I say that's really smart. And most business operators will say that's really smart too, because what's happening here is they are locking up long-term debt and they're buying goods and services and buying ways to make money. They're buying infrastructure, for example, building a highway, building an airport. They're buying things that are being good for those soci their society, just like a business would buy goods and services or things that makes more money or factories. It's something that kind of comes to mind. Now think about it. If you bought something today and you finance it, you went into debt to go and get it, as long as the you can cover the debt service. So we don't buy properties that don't hit a 1.25 debt service coverage ratio, which means we can pay the debt service and have some profit or cash flow in its excess. So we're responsible users of debt. But the magical thing happens is inflation happens. And right now the, the Fed and the government is using inflation to wipe away their debts that they've created. And this is super smart. And if you don't understand about this and come on the side of buying other assets that also go up with the pace of inflation, you're going to be completely screwed over. Think about all the people who have paid off houses or just all their money in you know, bonds, right? Inflation is going to wither their wealth away, unfortunately. But then again, you know, they have access to the Rich Uncle channel here to learn all about this stuff. And the key takeaway is buy things that go up with the pace of inflation and preferably that they cash flow at a 1.25 debt service coverage ratio so that you're covered and do what the countries and the Fed does. Why, if you can't beat them, join them in this whole thing. All right, if you guys got some value here, please smash that like button, subscribe to the channel, tell your friends, and we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Lane is not a lawyer, CPA, but the dude did quit his engineering job and now owns thousands of rental properties. Learn more about the secrets of the wealthy. Join our community at thewealthelevator.com slash club. And if you're looking for a longer form podcast, also subscribe to the Wealth Elevator podcast.